Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? We have Nick Gray back on deck, uh, and the two of us recount a trip that we recently took uh, before we recorded this episode, of course, earlier this week, uh, at the MediaTek Summit. And it was at the MediaTek Summit that we got announcements for a lot of different categories of tech. Of course, mobile processors, but also things like smart TVs, which is quite exciting. Uh, After all of that, however, we do uh, talk about things that we're thankful for. And if you are celebrating Thanksgiving today, when this episode comes out, a happy Thanksgiving to all of you. We are grateful that you are with us here on the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast, kicking it with us every single week. Nick and I talk about things we are thankful for, uh, not just in the world of tech, but in general for this past year. So come along, uh, and if you are uh, recovering from your food coma on this Thanksgiving, hopefully we can give you something nice to listen to while you recover. So enjoy. Um, I am boosted and flusted, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I, I literally, I want to take a photo later, um, like flexing my arms, but both of them because it was two shots. So I want to be like, ah. <laughs> put, put that farmer's tan away. It's not that bad. It's the light makes it lo- so much worse. The, the light like shines on it. But in a natural situation, which is what we were in recently, um, yeah, we were able to show off some bod uh, by the pool and at the beach. <laughs> Um, so why don't we tell everybody like where we're just coming from? Uh, this is one of those situations where we're doing a remote podcast, but I literally just saw you no more than like, what, 36 hours ago? Day and ago? a half ago. Yeah. So yeah, um, where were we and what were we up to these last like five days? Well, if you didn't know from all the announcements and all the Twitter and Instagram posts from all your favorite tech influencers, <laughs> uh, we were in California for about, what, four nights to yep. be at the MediaTek Summit to get a first-hand look at their new announcements for their flagship chipsets coming down for smartphones and TVs as well, in addition to just getting insight into how the company's doing overall, how they've boosted themselves from uh, when we saw them in person last time, which was two years ago now, uh, boosted themselves from being in that second tier position to boosting past Qualcomm to take the number one spot, which is uh, really something none of us were expecting from MediaTek, but it's nice to see that, you know, Qualcomm has some serious competition, especially out after their announcements last week. Yeah, and I think it it was me and you the other week, last week? Yeah, almost the other week, uh, where we were talking about what MediaTek and Qualcomm were going to do in response to things like Tensor and M1. And sure enough, there were some references to these other processors. Uh, I love that MediaTek is always so tongue-in-cheek about it when they're on stage. They're all like, uh, speaking of our competition, uh, the processor from the fruit company, the fruit company, uh, it's, it really blew the doors off of the entire industry. And now we all have to respond. Then <laughs> Qualcomm was lovingly referred to as the Q company. The Q company, yeah. <laughs> um, so I and Jaime, unfortunately not you, Nick, uh, we are, um, we're going to be heading out to uh, Hawaii for the Qualcomm Tech Summit. So they, they're really back to back. We're going to be seeing whatever their next announcements are going to be as far as processes are concerned and whatnot. But in the case of MediaTek this past week, we got a taste of a number of different processors. 
Um, not the least of which was the mobile processor in the Dimensity 9000. It was originally, mm-hmm. uh, how, how, how high did it get in the 1000s? Was it 14, 13? I'm trying to remember. 1200. Oh, just up to 12. I could have sworn there was a 1300 yeah. somewhere, but um, okay, 1200. And then they just leapt to 9000. So let's talk through that a little bit. Yeah, so the Dimensity name for MediaTek is still fairly new for them. It's only a couple years old, and the reason for that is, you know, they were trying to differentiate themselves from um, their regular mid-range, mid-tier chipsets that everybody knows, but they were typically considered as chips that you would use in cheap products, where the Dimensity came in, uh, and I believe the first one was the Dimensity 800, and then they had the 900 and then the 1000. And those iterations were meant for more mid-range devices still, but the, the higher end of the mid-range devices, like the new OnePlus Nord 2 is using the Dimensity 1200. Uh, and it's a phenomenal chipset for that specific category, but it was still one of those things where MediaTek was lagging behind when compared to Qualcomm in the true flagship segment. Like the Dimensity 1200 is an incredible chipset if you want something that's inc- incredibly versatile, really good battery life, uh, great performance on gaming as well, but it's not pushing the envelope when it comes to performance. Qualcomm always had that lead on them. And yeah. as such, uh, the consumers who are in the know and want something that's bleeding edge with all the latest and greatest features and performance and you know anything that you can throw at it from a camera perspective, higher end displays as well with high refresh rates they would always those devices will always be using a qualcomm chipset but with the announcement this year they decided to forego the regular naming convention that they had with the dimensity going from you know 800 900 1000 1200 and they skipped all the way up to 9000 they're like screw all those other numbers in between we're going 9000 and Honestly, like at first, I was a little bit hesitant as to how big of a leap this actually is. Yeah. But when you look at the performance numbers that they are claiming, this will truly be a one-to-one competitor with whatever flagship chip that Qualcomm is going to be announcing in about a week in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things where we really have never had that conversation where we're talking about them side by side. And granted, we still don't know what the real world performance is going to be. But this is the first time that we can truly say MediaTek should have a chipset that will go head to head with the best that Qualcomm can offer. Yeah, the it can go head to head. And I think it's it's very, it's very important for people to measure their expectations, however, because while we do have MediaTek finally uh, leaping towards the front of the line in terms of their flagship processors, um, Qualcomm has been at that place for the longest time now. And we can always expect that a Qualcomm chipset in a smartphone is going to do a really great job, especially with that mm-hmm. With the um, when the numbers are the highest, you know, right now we're at 888 plus, but in the past it was 865, 855, stuff like that. So when you know the numbers are the high ones, you know what to expect. Um, but when it comes to the dimensity, um, there are a couple of things that I noticed as far as its capabilities and what might pull it back compared to whatever Qualcomm already has in the market. Not even what they're about to announce, but what they already have in the market. The main one being millimeter wave. Um, but I need to give MediaTek a lot of credit because it, uh, who I'm trying to remember who it was. I think Jaime mentioned it 
on an upcoming episode of the podcast, which might actually be coming out tomorrow, we interviewed a couple of people at MediaTek. Um, there was a, a recounting, an anecdotal recounting of um, how one of the main guys at MediaTek said, we're not going to be pushing for millimeter wave. And this was years ago. They're not going to be pushing for it anytime soon because they thought that it was not going to be one of those high prevalent 5G connectivity networks, um, at least not yet. Sure enough, it hasn't been, <laughs> which oh, is completely. really interesting. Yeah. Um, they, well, media I mean, we've had this conversation mm-hmm. quite a bit over the last year and a half, two years on mm-hmm. the podcast over and over again. You talk about millimeter wave in the sentence of, I stepped outside in a specific neighborhood in Chicago or New York or some big city, and for a three-block radius, I had millimeter wave mm-hmm. with you know, a Qualcomm chipset. And it's not Qualcomm's fault that it's, it's like that, where you can only use it outdoors within a specific radius of, you know, pretty much, you know, within eyesight of the 5G millimeter wave tower. Uh, and I, I think MediaTek hit it on the head as far as Oh, yeah, it's a great technology, but for everyday use, like I'm sitting in my office right now and mid band and low band is what actually reaches me. Mm -hmm. And probably the same for you. Like you probably have 5G on listed on your smartphone right now, and it's 99% chance it's mid band or low band and not millimeter wave. And it doesn't feel anywhere near what 5G was like, be but like promised to us four years ago. Like, not yet. Like, yeah. there's very little in the world, very few places in the world. Actually, I take that back. There's very few places in the US that are providing what we were promised 5G would bring us. Oh, like, the, the, more than one gigabit per second. Yes. Well, but that's the thing now. So I, I think out of everybody who was there at the MediaTek conference, I think all of us ran speed tests about a dozen times with the different phones we were at because we weren't having the best reception ever at the hotel we were at. Yeah, definitely. But we were having two to three bars, most of us being on T-Mobile or Verizon. Uh, but with both of those on T-Mobile and Verizon, we were pulling 5Gs, not millimeter wave, but we were getting five to 700 down in most cases. What's really sucky for me is that upload speeds were still about 40 megs per second, <laughs> which is ridiculous. But hey, at least we can download things really quickly. Yeah, indeed. Um, but, in, it, but in all those cases, the MediaTek chip would be performing just as well as the Qualcomm chip. Exactly, yeah, which is, which know, is the... Which it's is the a point. feature missing, but it's not a feature lost. Exactly. And that was the point I was, uh, I, was, uh, I was leading to there is that MediaTek kind of took this route of practicality. And um, it's great because now one question that we did ask, and this is a slight spoiler for the interview that will be coming out tomorrow um, or very soon, rather. Uh, we did ask, you know, I, I did ask rather um, if we can still expect the competitive pricing for all of the different products that the Demand City 9000 is going to be in. They were using, and I love, again, tongue in cheek, uh, gotta love MediaTek for doing this. They're always like, we're talking about the F word, flagship. <laughs> so <laughs> they used that a lot this past week, the F word. The Demand City 9000 then is going to be the flagship processor. And they want the devices that it is included in to have flagship properties. Um, whether or not that includes the price is yet to be seen. But they're saying that they did say that, you know, there are there is going to be a push for higher end experiences that are priced accordingly, but it will provide mm-hmm. that experience. So that's something that we have never, I don't think we've ever truly heard that from MediaTek to your point earlier, that we now have a high end chipset that is going toe to toe for the most part with what we already have come to expect from the competitors. 
Well, and the good news is there, I think everybody noticed this year that flagship tier devices, even running Qualcomm's chipsets, got $150 to $200 cheaper than they were the previous year. Samsung across the board cut their prices. I think as far as the major brands go, OnePlus was the only one who didn't cut their prices when it comes to flagship tier devices. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Samsung did, We Oppo, Xiaomi, and even even Google came out with its devices and dropped the, the Pixel 6 to just 600 bucks. I mean, uh, and that's using a Snapdragon 888. And that's, you know, pretty much the best chipset you can get on the market right now. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't think we're going to see a huge price increase over devices that are running, you know, the Dimensity 1200. I, I do think they will be more expensive, but I think this is going to be pretty much in line with what we've seen this year's trend in, you know, we can get a flagship tier chipset in a device. It doesn't have to be a 900 device all the time in order to have that performance. There will be gaming devices. There will be other categories of devices. Of course, once you start adding in, you know, flagship tier cameras as well, which is, you know, what justifies those higher price points, you're going to, you are going to have to pay more, but I totally see, I, you know, they didn't actually give us pricing ranges for these devices. They said, you know, it'll depend on a lot of factors, you know, the typical non-answer. But I wouldn't be surprised to see by, I don't know, like March or April that we have. Well, I take that back. They said the first devices are going to be Q1. Q1 so it might yeah. be a little little bit longer. So mid-summer, I would say we might be seeing some $500-ish variants from companies who love these MediaTek chipsets already from, you know, the BBK group uh, with all of their brands, with Oppo and, you know, uh, OnePlus as well, probably using this chipset and hopefully giving us some more competition within the segment. Agreed. Um, I'm looking forward to that for sure. And it's not like this chip is not going to be able to handle all of the different features that people like us like really look for. Um, the high refresh rates, the yeah, high... 180 frame, frames per second with WQHD displays, like 180, really. It sounds pretty nuts, right? And when you look yeah. at the spec sheet that this um, that this processor is going to be able to support, it does point to like a seven eight hundred dollar device, like minimum, if you were to turn. Oh everything yeah, when you build it out with all the bells and whistles, exactly. Yeah, um, who knows? Uh, you know, eight K video recording, but even then, eight K on a smartphone has never quite wowed us. Um, so it doesn't really matter. So maybe maybe that's going to be one thing that they don't turn on. It's the whole it, it, now MediaTek is going to fall into the same pitfalls that Qualcomm has for the last number of years, where they create a chip that says we got all of these capabilities, and then no one turns them all on. They always pick mm-hmm. and choose. So it's going to be the same thing with this Dimensity, probably. Um, but yeah, one one other thing that I thought was so interesting, and again, this is more insight that we're going to get from people at MediaTek is that it seemed like each type of processor, like branching out from Dimensity 9000, there was also the Companio, there was also the Pentonic, um, there was one more, the Philogic, which is the, uh, it's not necessarily a chip, but it's the connectivity product. They're, they're Wi-Fi chips. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost as if they're creating like these, these little sub-brands. I don't know if I'm able to really fully categorize it as that, but... It's interesting that in all of these different categories of product, we now have like a line that's going to say processor and it's going to have a recognizable name. That is important. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, not like it is it's important for us. Extremely important. Yeah. For us content creators, it helps us with our content, obviously. But I think yeah. it's important even for those who are tech uh, enthusiasts to actually see that recognizable name. 
you yeah and that was one of the big feedback points we had given them two years ago was uh, they had a great Q&A session after the MediaTek Summit two years back, and it was sitting down with their CEO. They were asking us questions. We were asking them questions. And one of the things we, we I, multiple people brought it up was, you have this MediaTek chipset name, and it's a whole combination of letters and numbers, and we have no clue what it means because there's, they, the numbers and letters were not successive demeaning like is this a better chipset than the previous one it just had no no relevance to the real world and I, I think they've taken that feedback to heart and come back and yeah we had you know a fifth I think it was like a 10-15 minute sessions and them running through their product naming conventions that they're going to be using going forward and denoting if you see this in the name, this is what it means. If you see this in the name, this is what it means. It has, if it has these letters, it's a tablet chip. If it has this letter, it's a laptop chip. Yeah. If it has, and so you could you just like we do with Qualcomm, you look at the numbers, you look at the the, the notions of the products used, and you can from that information denote what particular category this is going to be and what performance you're going to expect out of it. Yeah. Um, Nick and I, before the show, uh, we, we decided not to dive into smart TV because that's the bulk of the interview that is going to come out soon. Uh, but the Pentonic, that name that I just said earlier, that is a TV chip. And to give sort of the mm -hmm. high level, the top level information about that chip, it is a seven nanometer chip capable of working with high refresh rate screens and any of the bells and whistles that a TV might need to have. But when you think about it, that has never been something we've said about a television as a seven nanometer chip. And it has the same sort of like, it's not going to be as powerful as the Dimensity. I think we asked that during one of the sessions. It's obviously not going to mm -hmm. be that, but it is going to be powerful for a television. And it's going to be catered towards that experience, which is kind of freaking intense to think about like it's now they're actually manufacturing the chips specifically for that product of category uh, that category of product i should say um and yeah smart tvs are going to get a pretty big boost and now there's a line that says powered by mediatek pentonic it's like wow <laughs> yeah and the top line specs that people could get excited about there's a whole lot of them but the top line specs is 8k mm -hmm. it'll max out 8k at 120 frames per second that's, for those TVs. That's and that's crazy. something that we haven't seen yet. Uh, and that's going to be exciting. And especially for those seven nanometer chips. And one thing they wanted to stress was that there's a real difference between a seven nanometer chip and, on a phone and on a TV <laughs> simply because of the power constraints that we have on phones and the heat constraints that we have. Essentially, just think of a TV as a massive heat sink for a chipset, whereas your phone is the is a tiny heat sink for your chipset. So they can run, even though it's a seven nanometer process versus the four nanometer of the new Dimensity chipsets, they can run this thing so much hotter uh, and faster and boost up the performance simply because it's not in a mobile device that's running off of a battery mainly that you need to conserve battery life, but also you don't have as big of a surface to cool this this chipset down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, that was, I think that's a point that Jaime was making is that like, you have all this surface area inside of a TV. Why not go balls to the wall? You know, like there's so many, yeah. there's so many ways that you can like make a seven nanometer or just a smaller chip and then be able to put everything around it that it needs. <laughs> 
Well, and just imagine, so there's, I, I know you guys are going to talk more in depth on, and I don't know what you guys talked about uh, in your interview with them, but for me, I had this conversation with their, um, the, the vice president or the director who made the announcement of the chipset, and my conversation was along the lines of, MediaTek chipsets power so many TVs right now, and there's so many TVs right now that run um, Android TV, which you have the Play Store for, but if you've ever installed a game, from the Play Store. You know how bad of an experience that is currently. It's really hard, mainly from a RAM perspective. The TV manufacturers aren't putting enough RAM inside the TV, so there's not enough storage either. For a lot of these, most most of these TVs only have eight gigabytes of storage. But with this chipset, you should be able to run Call of Duty Mobile locally on your TV without <laughs> a console, without like call it like, the same game you're running on your phone. But you should be able to run it at 60 frames per second at 4K. On the TV. And as long as... On the TV. And, and like, we're not imagine just, that. We're not just talking like about... your TV turned into a console. It's not streaming through Stadia yeah. or anything like that. It's local on the device. Because that amazing. was actually part of the presentation as well, was the whole idea that... Now, in their case, they were talking about specifically game streaming. But streaming, that's yeah. still a that's still an app that a smart TV can mm-hmm. have and you install and then it does all this processing and then it streams like that's still a level close to what you're talking about, which is straight yeah. up something like Pokemon Unite on a, on, on a TV or something like that. Um, it just needs to connect to a Bluetooth controller if it supports it and then you're good mm-hmm. to go. Like that is pretty nuts. And I didn't really think about it in those terms, but. Uh, yeah, you can play it locally versus the streaming through the cloud or Stadia, something like that, or yeah. NVIDIA's streaming service yeah. i mean imagine um a smart tv with an android layer just sideload some stuff and it might be able to handle it like that's pretty cool oh, completely yeah yeah that's really cool um and so we're talking about the media tech the actual tech at the thing but i wanted to spend a little bit of time actually talking about like the experience because mm-hmm. while we have and any listeners and followers of any of us um, would know that we've we have been able to get together for a couple of things recently um moto events you know small little um, things here and there that that the companies have been slowly bringing back into our our life. Let's put it that way. This was the first larger scale event that we have all been to, where a lot of us were here, not just from the U.S. but Canada and the U.K. So we had a substantial amount of our crew here uh, for the first time in a long time. And I gotta say, like I'm I'm just I just want to express on the show how refreshing and how cool it was to do all of this stuff again and. And it's not going to stop. Like, I th- I feel like we're going to have a schedule that is just jam-packed with all of this. Qualcomm next week, uh, CES just a few weeks after that. It's just going to keep coming and coming. And you know what? I got to say, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that this is all happening again. Yeah, I have to say, like, I've, I, I saw you, I don't know, by the time this podcast comes out, a week and a half ago, two weeks in New York uh, for a day and a half, and that was fun, and getting to see some of the people there. But being... I will have to the being at these tech summits is a little bit different experience because you know they are scheduling more time for us to be there so that we can get to know them as the executive team and the PR team uh, to create those relationships with the companies and get insights into what their plans are going to be for the next year, year and a half for their products. Yeah. Uh, but for us, it's also a really good time, especially with the pandemic. You know, kind of letting up a little bit right now. I know things are different in different parts of the country, but 
they, they made sure that everybody who was there had been vaccinated, that, you know, there were protocols in place to have as many things outdoors as possible so that, you know, to minimize the risk to everybody. Because, I mean, honestly, there still is a risk. Yeah. But it was really nice to see people in the, in the flesh, right? Like, I see you on the screen all the time. And I'm like, hey, Josh, you're looking good. Uh, but yeah, to be able to give you a hug and, you know, hang out and have tea in person, uh just just makes a, a world of a difference. That was a literal thing too, listeners. Like, you know, I, I every morning or, or I rather, messaged Josh in the morning and I said tea time in your room. <laughs> <laughs> like during the evenings I would just tell people, like, hey, um, obviously y'all know me. I bring all of my own stuff. So I have all of this tea that we can all have in the morning. If you wake up early enough, just come on over. And um since, you know, like this is this is beside the point, sort of, but I am like dialing back on alcohol for various reasons, uh health related. Um but the uh because of that, I am sleeping a little bit earlier. I'm sleeping a little bit better. And then I'm able to wake up in the morning and make tea for anyone who's able to come by. So like that's literally what happened on one of the mornings. Uh not the least of which was I made matcha for all for you, for Ricky uh, from uh, Ricky Villa Cres from uh, GSM Marina, and then Daniel Sin, who works with Board at Work, um, and on his own stuff as well. And the four of us were just kicking it with some matcha before we went off on a freaking hike. We got all of our YouTuber friends who were there, not all of them, but a good amount of them. And we went on a freaking hike in, in, in Orange County. Um, how cool was that, that we were able to like just do something like that together for the first time in mm -hmm. how, God knows how long? And I will say the hike was fun, even though there was some complaining along the way about Josh wanting to kill us all. Uh, we did have a fun, fun hike. It wasn't my choice to pick the hardest route. <laughs> well, we were going down the path and they were like, they said there's an abandoned car down this trail. Let's see what happened to that car. And oh it, was, it was like literally the steepest trail down, but it, I, it was worth it. Mm -hmm. It was worth it. Literally, literally the weirdest thing we could have decided to do. And we just went ahead and did it. Like, cause, cause I yeah, think it was, I think everybody had a good time. Oh yes, absolutely. Everyone had a really good time. And I, I gotta say it was, of course, um, I, I do have to give a shout out. I'm sure that he is listening to this right now. Uh, Michael Fisher, it was technically his idea. Like he wanted to go on a hike and he was like, yeah, I would love oh, yeah. to. We sat down for drinks in New York a week ago and mm -hmm. he was like, so we're going to California. Are we hiking? <laughs> yeah. He was like, are there any good hike spots near the uh, the, the, the place in Orange County? Like, uh, it'd be cool for us to go. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. There are Dana points right there. There's a few really good ones around. So I did a little bit of research. And as I was doing the research, people were inquiring of like, do we have plans for the free day as MediaTek actually put together a whole day where we could hang out with them or do whatever we wanted. Um, so we, I just found a place um, for us to hike. And sure enough, 18 people, 18 <laughs> showed, people up. showed up. <laughs> and Michael Go was to Instagram. You'll see all the pictures. Everybody posted pictures. Yeah. So Michael was like lightly complaining a little bit. He was like, I only wanted like a chill hike, like three people maybe. <laughs> but sure enough, Word gets around very quickly in our small little in, uh, insulated insulated group. Um, so we, we got a big old group out uh, and we were starting to, we, we, we had a lot of fun. We got over there. Um, Y'all got to ride in my Corolla. and uh, <laughs> We did. It's the Fast and Furious Corolla, right? <laughs> no, Don't not even. God, I wish. Uh, but yeah, it was a it was a really wonderful time. Um, so that's that's a quick recap of our media tech time. Uh, as I as I have been alluding to during this segment, we do plan on having an interview. Uh, we had an interview with Finbar and Alfred, uh, both from media tech. Finbar is a little bit more on the marketing side and alfred is specifically smart tvs now smart tvs being very interesting i literally have one set up right over there right now 
I'm working on some videos for um, some MediaTek-powered products, and one of them is this Amazon 4 Series TV, a 4K, 60 hertz, but 4K TV with uh, basically Amazon Fire interface completely installed, all services installed, easy to use. Um, I think it's got a few HDMI ports, like all the connectivity you would want. This one's a 43-inch TV, so it's not on the bigger side, but it's a 4 Series, which means it's the budget one. This TV is only $329. I'm actually really impressed. TV. Huh? So I, I, I remember getting out of college and getting my very first job out of school. And I had a, a bet with my best friend. He's also Filipino. Uh, Paulo, he, he, he actually drew up a contract because he knew if he didn't draw up a contract for this bet, I wouldn't pay out. <laughs> uh, but the bet was like I would get a job within six months and make a certain amount of money, you know, applying to corporate jobs. And unfortunately he won the bet because i did make a specific amount of money um and so i had to buy him a flat screen tv for this bet and this was me you know back in 2005 being you know a baller new corporate employee buying my best friend a tv and it was 1800 dollars for a panasonic 32 inch flat screen 720i not p 720i uh lcd tv and it was it was ridiculous <laughs> I, I remember paying that much money for that tv back then which with inflation now you know being 15 years later that would be like two and a half to three grand oh yeah and and i'm like tvs now are 300 bucks it's like, crazy it's just ridiculous it's crazy like i i'm not even and it's a smart TV. That was just a panel. Yeah. I literally, have, it was just a panel. I literally have this right here. And you know you know me. I'm the kind of guy that always needs to have stuff playing in the background. So I have this 43-inch TV on an easel stand. It's not even on a traditional stand. Um, so it looks really cool. Uh, really, It's going to be really nice for the video. But I have the remote right here in my hand. And the TV is way on the other side of the, of the office. I could just boom, 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 go to YouTube, go to all of the other services. I have a, a Marshall speaker connected to it via 3.5 millimeter because it has that jack on the back as well. I'm like, I'm actually really impressed with this. Like, I don't think I'm going to give a whole lot of thoughts as far as the gaming is concerned because while it is 4K, the picture quality is pretty good. It does support Dolby, and I think there's some HDR capability on it. Um, obviously, gamers are going to look at that 60 hertz and go, eh, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. How many of your games on the PS4, uh, PS5, even PS4 actually do 60 hertz? Yeah. How many of them actually go above and beyond? <laughs> like it's 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 uh, it's something I get you want, but is it supported? No, not always. Um, but that being said, this is just a, a taste of things to come. Um, and I, I did use the MediaTek. Actually, also gave us a bag when we first got to the event, and it included, of oh, course, yeah, MediaTek. The welcome bag. The welcome bag, and of course, it can, it includes MediaTek products. Um, I set up the toothbrush yesterday. <laughs> yeah, they gave us the Oral B MediaTek powered Oral B toothbrush with the Alexa base. The Oral B Sense. Uh, sense. Yeah, the Sense. Uh, it took a while. Okay, um, this is going to be a controversial thing to say, but it is the truth. Um, easier to set up with an iPhone than it is with an Android phone. Really? I had so much trouble with the Pixel Six. It was, it was I, I couldn't get it to connect. But on the iPhone, it was like maybe it's just a, it's just a Pixel problem. Yeah, maybe it might be a Pixel problem or an Android Twelve problem. Uh, more to the point. But yeah. Yeah, probably. So um, because we did the interview last week on literally the, uh, the uh, it was on Thursday, 
No, Friday. It was on Friday. We did the interview. It was a good, like, hour-long interview with the, the, the friends at MediaTek. Um, and then we, like, went off to do all of our activities and to hang out and whatnot. We just forgot to record a regular podcast. So I realized what I'll do is I'll do a double whammy this week um, for the audio podcast because the interview is going to become some sort of video for the YouTube channel. Um, for the audio podcast, we're going to have this episode that you're listening to probably right now on Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving to any of you who actually celebrate it. Um, obviously, that's more of an American thing. Um, and then uh, we're going to have the interview come out tomorrow on Black Friday. So you have something to listen to while you are hopefully staying safe as those holiday rush shopping ensues. Um, so yes, we have um, our Thanksgiving episode, so to speak. So that's why it's a little bit shorter. And we're going to uh, we're going to backload this episode. The, the back half of this episode will be us talking about what we're thankful for. We're just going to go into what we're thankful for this year. Um, of course, we talked about the fact that we're able to see each other in um, the MediaTek event. And I will say that that's probably the cliche answer of the year, which is I get to see people again. I get to like feel like human interaction <laughs> once again. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that is going to be part of uh, both of our answers. But I'll let you go ahead, Nick, if you have anything tech or not even tech related, maybe both, whatever you want to say, you might be thankful for. Well, can I start off by saying I, I'm thankful for MediaTek? Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> this is not the sponsored no, but, episode. I've got... <laughs> no, this is not. So just to, just to say thank you to MediaTek for pulling us all together so that we could have a good time. Yeah. And yes, it is conference. It is a work. Uh, but the, we did have time on a personal level to connect not only with them, but with people that we haven't seen in so long. And it's felt like an eternity but that being said like i i walked into a couple different rooms and seeing different people for the first time and everyone's like oh didn't didn't we just see each other nope it's been over two years it's been <laughs> over two years since i've seen a lot of the people like i think ces 2020 was the last time i saw most of them yeah uh, but for some it had been you know two and a half three years and you don't think about it uh, yeah a couple was uh ifa 2019 mm-hmm which is seems like an eternity ago and it is an eternity ago but you know we've somehow managed to cope so i'm i'm really thankful for the opportunity uh yes to see what media tech is bringing to the table but also just to see uh people in person friends and colleagues in the industry that um you know yes while we are competitors we are also on the same team we're trying to accomplish the same goals uh we we run business ideas past each other i was you know, up at the bar with Anna Bong talking business for, you know, till one o'clock in the morning, you know, there's, there's different things you, yeah, you can have those conversations, you know, online, but it's different when you're in person, you get that immediate feedback rather than waiting for somebody to reply once they see your message and things. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's, that's one of the main things I'm thankful for, but on other personal levels, thankful it's, it's been a great year for us as a family. We've had some um, you know, some good vacations. My wife recently got a new job, which she was mad about because then she couldn't travel to the trip that we just went on. <laughs> so I, I got home. Well, actually, when I got there and I sent her pictures of the hotel and the beach there, she, she her yeah, first we, message back to me was, do not send me any more pictures. I am mad at you. It, it's funny, like we didn't even talk about it because I didn't know if it would be kosher for us to talk about the accommodations and all of that. But it was it's just, okay, let's just put it this way. It was extravagant. It was. And 
when I when I got home yesterday um, to see my family, um, happy birthday to my father, by the way. Uh, that's what that's that was me coming home early so we could start celebrating my dad's birthday. Um, wow, um, I told them everything about this whole place. Like um, you did not drive to. Okay, here's I'll give you one example. Here's one mm. good example. I can't give the rest because it's going to make us feel we know we're privileged. Okay, listeners, we know we're privileged. Um, I drove. Being from LA, it's just an hour drive away. This particular conference, and I drove. And when I got the 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 parking was taken care of, it was all valet. That's how you know this is a fancy place. Uh, but then when the car came around, I got into the car, and in the cup holders were already two water bottles, and on the on the dash were two caps, baseball caps of from the property. They gave me free merch. <laughs> in my property is giving away free merch (laughs) that's how this place was and we were incredibly blessed to even be a part of it but of course that's only a part of the experience and it was all of us being able to see each other so i don't blame your wife for having massive fomo (laughs) and having Mm -hmm. having a little being a little bit pissed at you for for because it was what was it last week was the rockets right yeah, we saw the Rockettes last week, which she was mad about. She was like, you went to New York City and you saw the Christmas Spectacular with the Rockettes and you didn't bring me. I'm mad at you. And then I do this the next week. I'm just pissing my wife off. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> How about in the tech world? What would you say you might be uh, very uh, appreciative of? Um, I know we've seen a lot of shifts in tech, uh, both mobile we and have. otherwise. I mean, I think in the tech world, I from the span- standpoint of for a couple of years, we had seen massive increases in prices for specifically smartphone and even mid-range devices Mm -hmm. and uh going i think it started in 2018 we got like a hundred dollar jump on the galaxy s series and then 2019 we got like 75 80 bucks and then 2020 was even another big jump there and then all these manufacturers after samsung cut the prices of all of their flagship tier devices by $200 compared to the previous year, you know, just to kick off 2021. I, I think, you know, as, as a tech reporter, you know, we, we look at the products and, you know, yes, we grade them by what they deliver, but the counter to that is we grade them on what they deliver based off of the monetary value that you're getting for them. Mm. And when everybody increases their prices, that, the whole scale shifts up, right? Like you, you can't buy a flagship tier device for less than this much money if everybody moves their prices up. And it's just the the regular increases in prices that we see over time with inflation and everything like that. But when you see the scale shift back the opposite direction by a good 20%, which is something you never see in an industry, it it makes consumers a lot more willing to go out and spend their money on a device that we're telling them is a great phone when they see, oh, I can buy last year's phone for the same price I can buy this year's phone mm-hmm. and this year's phone's better. Yeah, it's a no brainer and makes our job so much easier and we get to enjoy it a lot more because then we don't get people bitching and moaning about, man, the prices of the phones just keep going up. I can't buy how people are supposed to afford these things. Um, it just gets everybody in the industry more excited for what's being delivered. And um, yeah, I'm just thankful for that. It's, it's nice to see that uh, they're not, yes, they are seeking profits for their shareholders, for their companies and the executives or whatnot. 
but that's not the number one priority. Some of these companies are actually thinking of what the consumers need in those spaces as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it's, it's nice to see them take a look at it and hear the feedback from us and also the consumers as to, you know, if these prices keep going up, it's going to be a dead end for everybody. Yeah, um, I, I think I'm right there with you. I'm very, I'm very thankful for that as well. Um, but even then, like just from the consumer standpoint, um, there have been a lot of shifts this particular year that not only have to do with like the accessibility of tech, but also sort of the ubiquity of certain things. I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of companies this past year realizing in the middle of pandemic that um, we don't all quite have the level of choice that we used to anymore, because that's just how hard life was in 2020 for a lot of people. Um, for those of us where it was, you know, a, an adjustment, but not necessarily as hard, you know, we are definitely blessed and privileged to be in our positions, but companies uh, slowly began to realize that we need to make things more accessible. So to see things like a Pixel 6 at $500, to see things like uh, PlayStation create products and uh, game titles, under the guise of PlayStation Studios and actually put it out for PC. Like, to see Mm -hmm. various companies start to make I want to see more of that. Exactly. From everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see Gran Turismo on PlayStation Studios. Yeah, exactly. Instead of PlayStation. And of course, as far as my, for my gaming fans, like the top level... Uh, example of that is going to be Xbox Game Pass because that is applicable not just for Xbox but for PC as well. Um, so if you pay for a Game Pass, it's actually an absolute steal. Forza Horizon Five just came out, and now you're going to get Halo Infinite in the next month, and it's insane that like you could just do that, <laughs> and just it it becomes just like your part of your library for as long as it's part of the Game Pass library. Um, same thing goes for like um, general media, like 2020, 2020 to 2021 was the year of like the Korean drama and of the anime, because now that we were all at home, like um, companies in foreign countries were like, we need to make our products more available to more people. So put it on Netflix, put it on Amazon Prime, put it on Hulu. And um, we started to see more and more people get into more things. And it's a little bit sad, though, that like an entire um, an entire pandemic cause these companies to realize they need to mm-hmm. make their stuff more accessible but all the same it is more accessible and i'm happy about that um well it, i think it also gets enabled at the right time mm-hmm. right with with the way things have been going the last couple of years we've set up the infrastructure we've set up the products and uh, you know from from the consumer side you know having you know tvs laptops smartphones in order to consume media in that way but also the infrastructure side on the back end enabling you know distributed servers around the globe in order to deliver the content to them so imagine if the pandemic happened 10 years ago like yeah whole different we we would have just back catalog of old movies on netflix that nobody wanted to watch yeah yeah. Well, you know what? Ten years ago, Netflix would have like doubled down on the DVD delivery services. And <laughs> oh yeah, right, right. They're like, we're not canceling DVDs. We're bringing them back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we we do live in an age now where so much is uh, so much is at our fingertips that whether it's for sustainability or sustaining your own lifestyle, I should say, sustainability. Uh, education or entertainment there are there are just so many things that are out there and it's all available to as many people as possible at least for now and it seems like that bubble is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and i just really love seeing that um part of the reason why and i know we were talking about media tech most of this episode part of the reason why i feel that way is because i just recently went to a qualcomm event where 
They talked about the power of IoT and how it can power entire civilizations, entire cities. Um, Mm -hmm. And the more, what really needed to be done during that event was me going, how does IoT lead to this? Because I think what what I realized during that event was I actually don't have a full understanding of IoT. And just like the the scale by which it already is in our lives. So now it's just a matter of bridging all of those gaps. The smartphone in your hand that turns on the light in front of you is one piece of it. But it's the same thing for like an industry where they have some sort of tracking information that just causes various things to happen when a package comes through a particular sensor. It's the same idea. It's just two different scenarios. So the whole idea behind making IoT a smart city is just bridging the gaps so that it becomes a full infrastructure rather than just this one scenario um, on a one on a scenario by scenario basis, I should say. So once it's fully integrated, it can be amazing. And I'm like, you know what? We actually have a lot of the technology right now. And that's pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so on the tech side, that's what I'm thankful for. But I mean, on a personal level, um, I am really just thankful that we're all seeing each other again. Like, how long was it that you were my go-to, one of my go-to hosts on the podcast, guest hosts? And then finally, we get to hang out last week in New York. Like, it was, it took it took forever, but it finally happened. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, I mean, it was, you see somebody on the screen all the time and you forget, hey, I haven't actually given you a hug in two years. Mm-hmm. And then we played cornhole. And, uh, <laughs> and then we played Cornhole. Who won? You won? Did you, I win? you won. It was like I won. Exhibition. I, I can't even remember. Exhibition match. But um, what I will say is you you got the one beanbag on the board, which gave you the winning score. And then you the just. The winning score. And then you just started. I just tossed them. <laughs> that was so annoying. I just tossed them over my shoulder behind my back. You're like, hey, hey, are you going to score or not? Whoop. And then you're just. <laughs> because I don't need to. Because Talking I don't need trash. to. <laughs> Oh man, and I didn't even talk about twenty three, but like that's we'll we'll keep that as a that that's an inside that's story, an inside man. story for us, yeah. It's such an inside story that I didn't know what it was until halfway through. <laughs> for to to give like a top level, I'm using top level a lot to give a one sentence synopsis of this little inside story. Basically, we had a casino night, and I played roulette and only bet on twenty three, and I won. Um, it took a long time, but I finally won, and it was pretty incredible. Um, but yeah, the uh, and and anyone who knows me, I get loud and cocky in those moments, so it was just even more funny because <laughs> because of the way I was acting. Um, but that being said, I think that will do it for our Thanksgiving episode of the Pagana Weekly Podcast. Um, thank you again, Nick. Oh, as always, I'm really appreciative of having you on every time you are on. Um, and I know we're not going to see you next My week. Um, you know, that, that sucks. I'm so sorry, but, um, hopefully you guys have fun in Hawaii. It's okay. Well, I'll be up here in the North. We'll probably get some snow or something. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. So we'll send photos. Do you want, that's not a good thing. I'm just, that's not a good thing. I don't want snow. Oh, you don't want snow. Oh, okay. No. Cause there's a part of me that's like snow is magical in the Christmas season, you know, for like a minute, I guess. And then for like a minute and then you're like, I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. Get it away. Um, you know what? Like, we'll put it on the record. Is there anything you want from Hawaii? I can, I can bring it back and bring it to you for CES. All the things. All the things. Okay. No, well, I'm good. All I'm the good. macadamia. <laughs> uh, yeah, all of them. Fill your suitcase. <laughs> all right. Well, happy Thanksgiving to all of you listeners that might be on uh, right now and tomorrow for Black Friday. Remember, we have our interview. I believe it'll be coming out tomorrow. I'm gonna go ahead and say it on the record so that I get it done for tomorrow. Uh, But yes, uh, be safe for your Black Friday. And as you are shopping, um, listen to our interview with the MediaTek representatives coming out tomorrow. But until then, we're going to go ahead and go into the outro starting now.
All of the links for Nick Gray, Fandroid, and myself are found in the show notes. From there, you can also find Pocket Now across the interwebs at pocketnow.com for the latest headlines. You can find Pocket Now on social media at Pocket Now on Twitter and Instagram. And then, of course, you can head over to youtube.com slash Pocket Now for video content that's basically coming out every single day. With all of that said, we're going to go ahead and call it on this one. Thank you so much for listening to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving once again, and thanks for kicking it with us on this Thanksgiving released episode. With all that said again, We'll call it on this one. Thank you so much. Please take care of yourselves and each other, and we will see you in our next episode.